There can be miracles. This is our opener, right? If you believe. If you believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh is that when hope is no real? No one knows the words. It's time to kill. <laughs> I think it's hard to kill. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like. <laughs> We're not killing <laughs> miracles. Everybody and welcome back to the Bull and the Badger podcast. Hi, I'm Vanessa. I'm the Badger, and I'm April. I'm the Bull. You know you're what? Never tr- you're never tricking me again. No, you know what I'm happens? High alert. <laughs> I'm going to find a way. It doesn't matter. It's just going to happen. I think you should just accept it. But you know what the problem is? Is when I introduce myself first, it's opposite. When you say the Bull and the, yeah, yeah, that's why it mm-hmm. turns out Badger mm-hmm. or I don't trust you. Ba- Baul tricky bowel <laughs> anyways so on our bowel podcast <laughs> oh, i couldn't even say podcast correctly um podcast uh today we're gonna be talking a little bit about etiquette and um just seem natural since that's a lot of navigating the rules of the asian american culture um and you know april and i have decided to have an etiquette off <laughs> Where we go I back, know and I'm gonna lose. Because <laughs> I, I can start. only think of one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll think of. Uh, maybe I'll think of more. <laughs> I feel like you should, we should just make some bump on the spot. Like, <laughs> picking your nose at the dinner table is not okay. <laughs> but if you do it towards the refrigerator, then it's fine. Oh, yeah, that's okay. not a rule, but it, it now is. <laughs> so this works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Except that was also intercepted by Eric. So, um, but we'll bring him in very soon. Um, all right. So do you so want to go, go first? first. Oh, okay. Um, I already mentioned this one on a previous podcast, but you're not allowed to take gifts. So like if somebody tries to hand you money or food or something like that, you're supposed to refuse three times. And if they insist after the third time, then you have to take it. What if you just always refuse forever? Well, then that's rude. <laughs> oh, so it's three. Yeah, three's the limit. Like, you're supposed to say no, 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 okay. <laughs> it happens just like that. Like, oh, no, okay. oh, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you stuff into your mouth and you put it into your pocket and it totally works out. And run away. Yeah, you're just like, yes, $20. That'll pay for my gas. <laughs> I don't know what... Probably back then, $20 was a lot. Uh, go ahead. What's your other one? Uh, my first one is uh, always offer someone a drink immediately when they come visit, like come to your house. So almost like before they even sit down, like offer a drink. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, the other one for off of that on the other side is if you're the guest, you cannot ask for anything but water. Like if your host forgets to offer you something, you cannot ask for soda. You cannot ask for alcohol. You cannot ask for milk. It has to be water straight from the tap. Know that Perrier? Like, may I have a cup of water so that you're not embarrassed that you didn't offer me a cup of water before this? 
that yeah that makes it sound extreme but it's true <laughs> i think your your stuff is more like asian stuff and my stuff is just my my family stuff um uh what's one oh always you know say oh go ahead please and thank you and um what who does that and always call um you know this is obviously when i was a kid always call the parents you know mr and mrs whatever their last name is when it was like family friends who weren't like they were just older adults would you call them auntie and uncle if i if that's what i always knew them as Um. because like you know my mom has a lot of friends that she grew up with and they've always been aunties um though technically they aren't but I think it, it also is sort of a, a reflex for me, like around older Filipino people to sort of say auntie. What is what is the the Tagalog there? Did you say auntie or did you say, say auntie? You didn't say it in Tagalog. I don't know what the Tagalog name is uh-huh. word is. I don't either. <laughs> I wasn't trying. To I was going to say a word and I was like, no, that's not that. <laughs> I was thinking of the word for big sister. Oh, what's the word for big sister? Ate. Oh. I think. Oh, God. Maybe we might have to cut this out. I think it's ate. Don't be embarrassed. Oh, oh auntie is tita and tito. Oh. So kind of like Spanish tia and tio, but yeah, it's tita yeah. and tito. I like that. <laughs> so we have an uncle, Uncle Juanito, and we call him Uncle Nito. But I guess you could also call him Tito Nito. <laughs> <laughs> you were like setting up for that the whole time. Tito Nito Dorito. <laughs> Boom. Okay, so as, as, as we all know, a lot of the etiquette involved with like Asian American etiquette is um, involved with uh, eating. Mm-hmm. So uh, you should always serve your elders mm-hmm. before you serve yourself. Um, so it's always, I think, I think the tradition is that the youngest does it, but I just naturally, um, tend to be the one that grabs the teapot cause I want tea. And then I'm like, Oh no, I have <laughs> to serve have others to first. first. <laughs> 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 like, does anyone want tea? Here, here. Okay, good. Now I can drink. We worked up quite a thirst. I know. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Okay, um, good. Taking your shoes off. Um, as you enter the house, um, I think that's a, that's more of a cultural thing for us, I guess. Do you ever freak out when somebody like walks in with their shoes? Not anymore. Maybe I still do. Really? Well, you go ahead. Like, how you can walk me through how to like stop freaking out, but how to stop freaking out? Just let it go. I guess <laughs> I don't want to. No, I mean to me, it's like one of those things where you're like, huh. Like <laughs> you, I, I think like what a lot of people. What do, about white people? Do you are you just like, okay, it's okay if white people just walk in and don't think about it. I, I'm more equally judgmental. I'm more lenient, but then I've had a lot of like white people who are more aware, actually, and white people who like also do the same thing. Yeah. But like, um, you know, a lot of people will ask. So if they ask, I'm like, do whatever you want. Yeah. That that to me is like better uh-huh. than just kind of like tromping around in your shoes. <laughs> But I've definitely had people like have their shoes on. And I had a roommate who rejected a, a, a prospective roommate because she wore shoes inside the apartment. <gasps> well, <laughs> I guess if that's like an indicator, but I mean, it could have been a simple question of, oh, do you mind just taking off your shoes? Right. But then if she had revealed that she had like crazy smelly feet, would you still wear them? <laughs> would you still wear them? <laughs> that's the bigger question. I know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Um, 
I try to, I try not to, but I've definitely had people like put their feet on my couch with uh-huh. their shoes on, uh-huh. which I just have to silently steal. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> one so time, uh, you're a monster. In high That's school, fine. In high school, a, a classmate of mine came over and, you know, he had taken his shoes off and he was just wearing socks and then he put his socked feet on the coffee table. Yeah. And later on, my dad was like, that person is never coming over again. Oh. <laughs> I'm now I'm like reevaluating all my interactions at your house. <laughs> I know. Cause they seem like real laid back, but once you leave, <laughs> you hear about everything. <laughs> I've never openly heard things, but like if you're, if you're, if my parents say that person was interesting, <laughs> means other things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, it's another and Eric, Oh. oh, okay, go ahead. You had another one. Well, I was going to win this game anyways. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole, like, banging your chopsticks together. Why do you bang your chopsticks together? Like, when you're a kid, you're like, wee, ha, 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 chopsticks, they're also drumsticks. But then our <laughs> grandparents would freak out and be like, you're losing all your good luck. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more, less about, we didn't care about luck. You but know what we're I heard like, having to do with chopsticks? I heard it was really rude, but people do, is when you go to a restaurant and you have, like, the disposable ones, and then yeah. you, like, you rub them together to get the pieces off. Apparently, that's super rude, unless you're at, like, the jankiest of all janky places. Yeah. And people shouldn't do that because it's, like, very insulting. I heard that, too, but only from, like, the Japanese-American perspective. Like, Uh that's what I've heard, like, from a Japanese-American person. Um, My Blasian friend, Vivian, actually. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, I... I just do it all the time at pho restaurants. I don't know. You know what I do now, though, that's supposed to be, like, less rude is to rub them together. As if you're creating a fire. Oh, okay. Like you're yeah. creating a fire, but with two sticks instead of one. Yeah, and there's no tin, Tyndall. Tyndall. Tyndall? Is it Tyndall? Tinder. Tinder. Oh. Tyndall. <laughs> I think we just didn't want to call it like... You had Kindle and Tinder together. Yeah, so this is the point where we bring Eric in to save my booty. So how do you make a fire, Eric? How does it work? Wait, wait. Join our etiquette off. Is there anything we missed? I'm sure there's like 50 million things. Etiquette stuff? Um, yeah. Or maybe stuff that particularly when you were growing up or something like that. I think you've already brought up um, serving your elders before you... Um, you know, asking if anyone wants the last piece of whatever uh, it is in the middle of the table. Are you um, are you allowed to ask? Because, like, I've had Japanese-American friends tell me, like, no one will take it. Like, so it's not even a thing. Like, it's <laughs> like as if the last piece does not exist. And there's always one more piece left. No, you can't do that. That's wasting food. That's even worse. See, this is where the Chinese are better. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. kidding, all my JA friends. Absolutely. Wasting food is, like, cardinal sin, That's right? number one. Absolutely. You have to eat all of the food or pack it all home. Oh, wait, do we talk about the rice thing? Is that like an etiquette rule? I guess not. Like the eating all the rice out of the bowl. I think that's more a superstition in trying to get kids to eat their food. The pockmark thing or whatever. I think that's like a, that's a, that's another toilet club thing, guys. Isn't it? Is it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which scene? It's one of the old, the, the mom scenes oh. of when she was like yes. set up on oh, her, gosh. arranged marriage and she was like wife number four or whatever. Oh man, that was so sad. Oh yeah, her mom would like feed her. I'm wrecked already. JLC, JLC. <laughs> um, 
do you just do the the tapping oh, on the yeah, table yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. someone's pouring you tea? Yep. Yep. Thinking, There's thanking that. them. Oh, I didn't that? know that. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I heard a story about that. Um, it's probably the same story I know. Tell it. Uh, it's that um, a long time ago when the emperor emperor used to go traveling around with his entourage, that in order to disguise himself as like a lowly peasant or a commoner, yeah. he would pour tea for his guards and the people. Yeah. And because they were... They were like, oh, like the emperor is pouring me tea. They were, you're supposed to like kneel before the emperor to show your respect, but they couldn't do it in public. Yeah. So this was like them kneeling, but with their hands and their fingers, like on the down low. Yeah. Oh. Totally the story that I have heard, but I feel like he told it. He told it? (laughs) You told it better. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. Are there anything, I wonder if there's anything like specifically because i feel like i'm third generation i'm i'm like cantonese toy son whatever and you're taiwanese technically yep. or mandarin like what well, like, how did your family i was born in taiwan so i'm like 1.5 generation okay because i immigrated when i was one um arc that's what yeah. my dad calls it american raised <laughs> i don't know what it means oh well did they say like abc like American-born Chinese, mm-hmm. it's kind of a play um, on that. Yeah, I say TBA. Wait, do you have a fob shot? American. Yeah, I do. I have a little scar. Oh, it's really small. My, yeah. <laughs> is that a good thing? That's that's what she, does that make just him dismayed. less? <laughs> it makes you less fobby, which is generally disappointing. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but sorry, uh-huh. go ahead. I moved when I was one. Um, where were we? TBA. TBA. Taiwanese-born American. Um, okay. But where was this going? It was going towards, is there anything specifically like, you know, growing up Taiwanese that you had heard that might be different than maybe what I heard? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is just tied into, um, I I say I was born in Taiwan, Mm -hmm. but like my parents and my grandparents aren't like indigenous Taiwanese peoples. Mm. They immigrated from China during like the cultural revolution. Oh. Um, so they're like Chinese in Taiwan, but mm-hmm. um, identify as Taiwanese um, now. Um, I had to learn that the hard way, by the way. I had people in high school go, I'm not Chinese, I'm Taiwanese. And then they stomped off and I was like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I and think then that I had to started like, becoming a thing in high school or college. Yeah. Mm. Where people would be very uh, vehement about that. I think there was just a lot of tension, right, yeah. going on. Well, there was there was a lot of tension. Um, there were there was the whole kind of Taiwan Strait crisis between China and Taiwan, and I think in the '90s the U.S. and the U.N. was a lot more supportive of Taiwan. Um, and yeah, then not as like so a much. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because the the I, I don't we don't need to get into this. Is let's let's. <laughs> Take a step back from politics and go back into <laughs> etiquette. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of the, the, the that things... Was a, that was a thing from uh, Speech and Debate. Your <laughs> duo with Chris Chong, you're like, it oh, was whatever. Two sides of a Taiwanese Congress. <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Only yeah. certain people laughed at that. Well, you have to understand that... <laughs> it was know. a hit when we went to <laughs> yeah. San Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It totally worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lot of the etiquette stuff is, I think, like culturally very similar to the stuff that like Chinese people would, it would be like... Um, you know, disrespecting your parents or talking back to them is horrible. Um, if, if, if you seem like Mulan, 
um, a lot of like the ancestor mm. respect <laughs> and worship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's very like, like, what would your ancestors think if they knew that you had done this? You have brought shame upon your family. <laughs> Can you do that again? And then try out for the movie? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of like ancestor respect and worship. Um, there's a lot of kind of, it's like a very patriarchal culture where it's like the man is the head of the household How and does... can never be wrong. Good call. Yeah. Good call and deleted. Yeah. <laughs> but how does the ancestor stuff like practically play itself out? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it just that they're watching you and that they're supposed to be looking out for you? Because honestly, my family didn't do a lot. Like we never, we never catered or do the jostics or things like that. Mm-hmm. Like how does that work itself into your daily life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When you're growing up in a um, kind of like culturally Chinese or Taiwanese Buddhist household, right. um, one of the ways that that um, works its way into your everyday life is that when you do something wrong, it's mm. not just like, what would people in the community think? It's like, what? what would your ancestors think? And then you would, and like, I remember distinctly as a child, like kneeling before our like Buddha altar at home um, that also happened to have like a, a picture. picture of like a dead grandpa. And it was like, like, say sorry to grandpa for like wow. what you did That's and like feel ashamed. And like, if it was <laughs> really bad, the, like my dad would give me books and I'd have to like hold them up um, with my hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like ninety degree angle, and then yeah. if I was like slouching, you'd like tap me on the back, on the butt, uh-huh. and like I'd have to straighten up, or like you'd like make me raise my arms. Mm. So it was like that type of stuff. That sounds exactly like how my dad like went like went through school. Like where they like yeah super kind of more corporal kind of yeah. environment. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I'm trying to wrap my head around that because I definitely didn't feel that, but I'm sure like in some ways it trickles into, you know, um, just my everyday in terms of like, it's not just the community, but it's all your, your, your family name and things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I remember, so, yeah. One of the things I remember my mom used to always say was like, you can't do that in public mm-hmm. because they'll say like, I didn't teach you uh-huh. be- any better. Uh-huh. Like they'll, it'll be like a bad reflection on me as a mother. Yeah. And that was always the worst. Yeah. No, that yeah. you're hyper aware of how you're supposed to be representing your family when you go out. So yeah, that's why it was such a struggle for me to like say, um, like, like when a like a, a white family's like parents would introduce themselves with their first name, I would still revert back to their yeah. Mister or Mrs. Yeah. I just couldn't physically bring myself to do it, and 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 you know, but. I played really well with the parents, I must say. All the parents <laughs> love me. Yeah, because you're so polite. I know, and then everybody would be I like... I always offer to do the dishes and help clean up. And oh my just, gosh, look know. at you. You're a star student. <laughs> I think I was just polite. <laughs> and I would like exclaim on how much their cooking was great or <laughs> something. But seriously, like years later, like I wasn't friends with these people 
in high school by then, but their moms would still remember me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, Vanessa, it's so good to see you. I was like, <laughs> yes, it's so good to see you. I wonder what your daughter's doing right now. <laughs> but it's nice that you remember me. You know, like, yes, good impressions. But um, just to go really back really quickly to the whole the altar and things like that. Like, do you think your brother had that same sense too? Like, or do you think since you're the oldest son, there was specific kind of expectations for you and things put on you? I think that, I I think that I I, I got the worst of it. Um, I think partially because, um, partially because I was the oldest son, but partially because kind of that was their first run at raising a kid. Right. Um, and I feel that after having been here, my brother and I um, were born six years apart. Okay. So kind of by the time that, um, you know, had got he'd gotten old enough to be disciplined in that way, um, we had gotten maybe used enough to living in the U.S. that it seemed more kind of out of sync or out of like what was wow. the norm mm-hmm. um like that makes sense and yet like yeah. it's still it means you know almost like a completely different parenting st- well not completely different but mm-hmm. and it, it your pathways would have just the trajectories would have been different it, then. yeah it's very different like um to give you an idea um um like corporal punishment mm-hmm. like getting hit um, stopped at around the same time for my brother and I. Um, right. um, and some would argue that it stopped for my brother at a much more appropriate age than it stopped for me because we're six years apart. Mm, yeah. um, but again, it's just that um, trying to figure out that that transition into kind of a new way of being in a, a new way of being in a family. being raised in that in that kind of an environment did you did you ever assume or wonder what other kids other Asian American kids or even other American kids like if they were under the same kind of I don't know what you would call it system Uh uh-huh um I don't know I feel like there was a lot of normalization, mm-hmm. um, which is this assumption that, I don't know, like everyone in its families are like this, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> like this is normal. And I, I don't think it was um, until later, like maybe middle school or so, mm-hmm. that I realized that things were maybe a little different mm-hmm. um, for for different families. Mm-hmm. Um I think part of it was also I had very very overprotective Asian parents, mm-hmm. and no so like sleepovers. I, no sleepovers, no sleepovers, like no like. <laughs> There's like, another one. <laughs> right? No sleepovers. <laughs> one sleepover per year. I had one sleepover. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no sleepovers. I, I didn't even get to start go. I didn't even get to go over to play people's homes uh-huh. until like middle school, and it was because of like homework or boy scouts or something. It had to have. You had to have a reason. It couldn't it had be a, just a play. Yeah, it couldn't be just like a thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, in about middle school or so, I started to realize that, um, there were more just differences between my Asian American friends and maybe non-Asian American friends as homes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about for you, April? Did you have like a moment when you realized, oh, not everybody does things that way? 
Well, um, I think that just general behavior. I think like I think my friends we kind of did do things similarly because oh. we we're mostly Asian American and um, you know asking for a sleepover is like a really big deal <laughs> it was like very 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 um unlikely that that was going to happen you always take your shoes off you know mm-hmm. um always be very respectful to to the parents who are obviously going to be judging you right um so i don't i don't know i think and i think when we go to american uh, or caucasian families and households like it was different because they're different, you know, mm. and sometimes people call them by their first names and sometimes they say bad words. I don't know. Oh. Did you find that? I was like kind of disconcerting. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some certain parents would like, just kind of like say bad words. And I'd be like, <gasps> yeah, you just have to kind of like, <laughs> or like talk to you in a very familiar, friendly mm. way. I found that very, which still freaks you out to, to, to the day. To, to this, this day. day. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but what about you? I don't know if there's a specific moment. I think it happened sooner just because of elementary school. And I, I, um, you know, um, I grew up going to sleepovers just because, like, I think at church there's a lot more, like, okayness with certain, like, more American things. Mm-hmm. Like, hanging out with your friends um, at sleepovers and, you know, braiding each other's hair and then giving each other lice and... Ew. That's that's an American <laughs> tradition. <It's> so gross. <laughs> well, it didn't happen on purpose, okay? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was definitely, like, that moment of, like, trying to call your friend's parents by their last name. And that's, I mean, it was, um, I, th- I think it was in elementary school, but, like, you know, that's when, like, I met, like, someone with divorced parents, and I was like... Oh, yeah. So I don't call them Mrs. whatever. Right, yeah. Blank. I can't call her by her first name. <laughs> so you just so, say nothing? Yeah. You're like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I remember a specific moment at a sleepover where I was just like, I had no, I was like. <laughs> it was a quandary. Uh, Laura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it like seriously short circuited. It was like, it was like I couldn't ask for anything that night. It was just like done. <laughs> and that's so silly. Just dehydrated, <laughs> just, like, writhing on the floor. No, you know what though? Because it was an American household. There was so much soda. There was, you, you dehydrate because you drink too much soda. Basically, <laughs> three cokes that night. It was amazing. Um, well, getting back to etiquette, Eric, what do you think about like the fighting over the? paycheck oh good one (laughs) yeah no that that's a that's a staple over over at our home um i think usually what ends up happening is there's there's usually some sort of like even to that there's like an etiquette in terms of like the picking order Mm -hmm. and who can pay Uh uh-huh and it's usually like um it goes by like whichever sibling is the oldest uh-huh. or if grandma says she's going to pay uh-huh. then you can't really fight her uh-huh. like you can like Pretend, slip her money of. later uh-huh. but you have to give her face and let her pay yeah um right. yeah what about like do you, what about do you, have you carried that out of your family and into just your life the 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 fighting over the check mm-hmm. um I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel that I'll I will sometimes offer to pay for 
um, different things, but I don't know that there's very much uh, fighting over it. Um, I feel like that's a very... It's definitely like, I feel like when I'm outside of the family dining dynamic, mm-hmm. I definitely like switch codes uh-huh. and, oh. and, and there's, there isn't that pressure to put on that show and do that dance right. when I'm not with family. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. No, yeah, that's Vanessa awesome. Does it all the time and I find it really. <laughs> Go on. Say the word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's what I say every week. You're like sweaty hands, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Although with the with the paying for the check, I think there are specific times when it's okay um, that it's expected, and it's uh-huh. like um, usually like first paycheck uh-huh. that you get after getting a new job. It's kind of expected that you're supposed to take everyone to dinner uh-huh. um, and like thank them for the support that they've given you yeah. in your times. And, and that's like <laughs> one of the ones that you're supposed to pay for. Um, in your times. Yeah. I think graduation is like another one of those uh-huh. where it's like graduation. No, someone else needs to pay for me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Those would be the exceptions to that rule. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even think about paying for the check. Like that's one of those things that definitely, it's such a weird thing. I definitely have made a scene. But, I find but, it so embarrassing. <laughs> I do. I do when I'm involved in it. I do when I witness it at like in the same restaurant or something like that or wherever it is. I get so embarrassed. In Chinese restaurants, so it's like everybody's doing it. So all the tables around you are like fighting. Does it can. happen at Sioux Plantation, Vanessa? When did it happen at Sioux Plantation? When we were up in NorCal. Huh. With Nini. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like super public too, because the way that superannuation is, is like you pay before. <laughs> like there's you thirty people down. watching. But you she, pay. <laughs> she, she didn't have to pay for that, <laughs> and she, we were taking her out, and the understandings right, were different. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I, I definitely have like I have to like decide like, and then I then usually if there's a way for me to to circumvent the argument by just sneaking off to the restroom. <laughs> oh crap, no, now everybody knows the secret. <laughs> Eric did that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done that. I've done that. What? When? Well, we went to a dinner one time. You weren't there. You're not always there. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys hang out with Delphi? <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah, you, hear, you hear me stomp off and slam the door and then come back and, and go. And you hear me go, how do you turn this off? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I come back and I'm like, give me my equipment. <laughs> and you hear slamming. and But it's also very long and drawn out and not that dramatic after a while. I'm I'm the hero of the anticlimax. <laughs> oh, well, you you went to Taiwan recently. Yeah. Was there like a whole new level of thinking about etiquette? Educate or, you, or do you feel like you were pretty like d- down with all the stuff that you're supposed to do or not do? I felt like it was it was pretty well, it was a little di- it was a little different. I felt mm-hmm. like um I was I wasn't traveling by myself, uh-huh. so I was traveling with um, my girlfriend Krista, uh-huh. um, who was meeting kind of extended family for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's and a big trip. S- and so yeah, big trip, big trip, big trip. 
Um, first trip together, too. Mm, mm-hmm. Big one for a first trip. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, why would the you? Band-aid. I know. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Way to put her through that all at once. <laughs> so it was the first time kind of meeting relatives. And um, I think a lot of the etiquette stuff, I feel like I have internalized, mm. um, at least with meeting kind of my mom's side of the family, which um, we just, we interact a lot more with with each other a lot more. Right. So there's kind of just more familiarity and um, kind of more comfort there. Um, There was uh, some of... I don't know, there wasn't as much of, like, fighting over the check and things like that. Because oh, yeah, we because, were guests there. Yeah, right. And and um, we didn't... We were, we were kind of traveling and, um, you know, we didn't have any... Um, like of the local currency. Oh. Um, so you didn't change over? Well, so what we did was instead of changing over, we went and um, my aunt had uh, uh, offered to pay for my ticket there. Oh. And so what she did was when I got there, she handed me the money for the ticket there, but oh. in Taiwan dollars. So then you just used the ticket money. I right, got right. It. And, and so it was, it was this like... Like, they would always just assume that when we were going out, that they right. would pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if they didn't, it was like, I was paying for it with their money anyway, because they'd just right. given it to me. Right. Um, so there wasn't as much jockeying or fighting uh, uh, with, with that. Um, yeah. Did you feel you had to coach your girlfriend a little bit? Yeah, there was definitely some of that. Um, we didn't end up eating at as many... Um, like traditional family style Chinese restaurants. So a lot of those rules didn't end up necessarily coming into play um, in the same way. A lot of the rules that we talked about in terms of like serving the tea Mm -hmm. and um, making sure that um, the the eldest eat first um, from the dishes didn't necessarily apply because we went, ended up going to a lot of restaurants where we each got individual servings. Um, Where are these Taiwan restaurants giving you individual servings? What is that? I mean, like we went to like a, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. They, I mean, they took us to like an Italian place, which is weird. Like eating Italian food was it in, good? in it was tasty, but it was weird. Was it like it was like Chinese spaghetti? Or like it was like Chinese spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, or like Chinese pesto. <laughs> I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's a little sweet with like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was oh. Like a little sweeter, a little less salty. Yeah. Um, like a like the sauce is a little waterier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just mm. different. Um. Or no, like we went to we had like one <laughs> one lunch at like uh one of those sushi boat places, which is pretty much just like see what you like, take it, eat it. <laughs> yeah. Put it into your mouth. Go. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we just take a food break then? Just we can eat breakfast. <laughs> there's there's still food though. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Didn't you go to China? I did not. I went to. Hong Kong and Macau and Singapore. Oh, okay. That was a long time ago, huh? Yeah, back in college. And then, like, a little bit out. But, yeah, I mean... Oh, man. Oh, geez. There was this one time that was a little embarrassing. But, I mean... uh, We were, were, like, we were more Americanized. But there was this moment in a restaurant where, like, uh, my grandparents had ordered this big, like like nine course banquet type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the end, there was this tea that was like really herbally and stuff like that. And we didn't want to drink it, Mm -hmm. but the waiter was like, you should drink this. This is really expensive. Mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa, (laughs) that was like embarrassing because he was like, you know, like he was, 
he he looked down on us uh-huh. basically because we didn't want to drink it uh-huh. and like it would have been more appropriate if had a relative had like kind of been like hey you should really you know but it was like someone outside the family mm-hmm. felt that they had to tell us something like mm-hmm. i felt really embarrassed yeah but well that's hard i think just i mean just traveling in general like you know it's just culture shock and people are just want to look down on you and criticize you for not doing things the right way i went to when i was in switzerland it was like i was in high school and we used to go to like different restaurants around the the school where we were and pay with change because we were like you know kids right and then the and it was like you know i mean it's it's dumb to do that but like the waiter was like great change and walked off with the money. Oh, no. And I'm like, that was your tip, dude. <laughs> like, it was still a lot. It was still the appropriate amount. Right. But he didn't, you know, um, one of my friends, I mean, this is just traveling and, and culture stuff in general, but she told me this funny story where she went to France with her parents and her family, actually, and they're Caucasian. And um, he doesn't, none of them know how to speak French, but like, whenever his dad was like, her dad was ordering food, he wouldn't speak French, but he would speak English with a French accent. (laughs) (laughs) And so he'd be like, "Mm, I would like, um." (laughs) and then he went to a crepe place and he was like, and he's diabetic. And he was like, I would like, um, a diabetic crepe. (laughs) (laughs) And my friend was like, that means no crepe. <laughs> Diabetic. <laughs> My mind is blown. I don't even wow. know what to say because it's like, I've actually like, I feel her embarrassment like yeah. so strongly right now. It's like the moment when I watched, um, uh, what's that Ben Stiller movie? Um, meet the parents. Uh-huh. And like all the stuff that he goes through, mm-hmm. like I had to stop watching because <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for him. It's like a comedy and you're supposed to be laughing at those things, but I was like too stressed out. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm leaving guys. Are there, are there things that we observe like, um, Asian American or not Asian Americans, but maybe like Asians or Asian Americans, like in American culture that, that you find, like when you look at them, you're like, ugh, or that's kind of embarrassing. Like. Like like just being super loud when yeah, you're talking at a restaurant, like like clinking, like like yeah, they're always so loud and like the <laughs> clinking of like the bowls and the chopsticks and everything's just so loud. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff, um, like slurping, <laughs> yeah, or like um, spitting, spitting. Well, Wait, the, where have you seen spitting? Well, well, like like sorry, when I when I said spitting, what I was talking about was like like getting into really, really heated conversations around the table and then like spit coming out or like, what? or like talking when you're with your mouth still full oh, yeah. is like not a big cultural thing, but I like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like oh, when, when you're yeah, right. So that's kind of gross. Except um, that I totally do it. Um, <laughs> totally guilty. Like even within like, 
like Asian families that are, I think, different norms for like what's okay in terms of um, using your own chopstick to put into the communal pot oh, yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it can be different with depending on like, oh, it's okay if it's just immediate family or it's okay with extended family or it's okay with everyone. Right. Um, I remember um, I had an experience of this in Taiwan, um, just eating with my uncle mm-hmm. where um here in our even in our family we don't generally put our chopsticks into the communal pot. Do you pot. flip them? Uh, or do you no, not even that. We really? we generally just have another pair of chopsticks up there. Oh, you must so think I'm a can... barbarian. No, no, no. I mean the flipping is fine. Um but there was this this thing where it was like um there were little um like bings, like cakes oh. or or whatever mm-hmm. um in on a, on a table. And um, because it was going to be, they were all stacked, it was going to be difficult for me to grab one with my chopsticks without touching the other ones. I went and used my finger and my uncle was like, could you use your chopsticks? And I was like, but then I'll touch all, I was thinking to myself, but then I'll touch all the other ones. And I was like, ah, just different codes, different codes, different rules. Wait, were there, were there a lot of, um, was there any calling out like that while you were in Taiwan? There was, there was some, I mean, that was the only time it happened on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Um, was when my uncle was like, "Oh, don't use your hands. Like, just use the chopsticks." And uh-uh. I was like, "Is that in Chinese?" Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. We all talk in in Chinese um, when we're just around each other. Um, I remember um, when I was with my dad's side of the family, like they um, oh. made a comment about my non-standard chopstick technique um, because I don't use it in the standard in a, way. In a critical way, Did um, they mention in a critical way. I mean. Yeah, kind of. Oh, it no. was it was like one of those like um, what was bad about it? It was just non-standard. Um, I, it's hard to describe. Um, yeah. the the way you're supposed to do it is the chopstick is supposed to rest between the top chopstick is supposed to rest between I think your index and middle fingers, um, when you're using them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I use them, it rests um to the side of it, and I use kind of like a pincher movement to mm. keep it in place. Uh-huh. Just looks wrong um it doesn't look the right way doesn't look as pretty and one of them had said like oh when we were growing up like our grandma Uh, your grandma wouldn't let us eat unless we were holding them the right way and like i felt like a little bit of that like like are you trying to say something about my mom (laughs) like internally Uh but then i was just i just like ignored it and kept eating (laughs) the the same way and my (laughs) and and what i ended up um and part of the reason I knew that my mom never picked on me about that is because um, the way that I learned to use my chopsticks completely independently of my grandpa is the exact same way that he uses his chopsticks. Oh. Um, we had just both figured out that this way works better for us. Mm. Um, not that I learned it from him, but just by myself. And so like nobody would correct him because he was the head of the household. Oh. And so when I started using it that way, no one would correct me either because then correcting me would be like correcting him. Yeah. And you couldn't do that. Wow. Yeah. So it was like this whole Yes, thing. Asian politics is so <laughs> confusing. Um, I want to go back to that story really quickly because it's like, did they, was it, an, was it someone older than you yeah, that was yeah. saying that? And did they say it in a way that was supposed to be like, well, their tone was joking, but you understood. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think it was like a joking tone. It was just like, it was just like, if if I had said, it's like, 
oh, like it's really cute that you use your fork and knife that way. We would never have been able to finish our meals if we had used it that way when we were growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like very matter of fact, and then just like keep keep kept eating. eating. <laughs> just kept eating. And I was just like thinking to myself, like, really? Really? Is that what's happening right now? Is that what oh we're doing? Oh my gosh. Oh man. And and I want to go back to your question, um, April, but I, before we before we leave Taiwan. I don't even know what my question was. Oh, about observing other, I think, Asians um in America. Oh, Right, right, and their uh-huh. etiquette styles, which sometimes clash. But um, you said earlier that you had internalized a lot of your family behaviors. Did you and Krista have any discussions, like while you were on the trip, or excuse me, afterwards about um, some of those internalized behaviors? She was like, "Oh, you know, I noticed this," or and then you guys would talk about it. Was there any discussion? Um, I feel like there was a lot of. Um, kind of pre-discussion around what expectations were. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember there being very much wrap-up discussion around etiquette specifically, um, but we haven't had very much time to um, process to process that. Um, well, part of it was that she left. Um, she was there for like seven days, mm. um, and then she left um, to go back to work, um, and then I stayed for another five days. Oh, okay. And then I've only been back for like a week. Um, so we haven't had, we didn't have very much time there to talk about those things. But there was nothing that like later on, like, huh, No, I don't. that's th- interesting about your family or, you know, like a, like a, an observation about interactions that sh- maybe you had never noticed that she did because not, she was outside of that. Yeah. Not particularly around etiquette and not particularly around food etiquette. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there were other conversations about interesting things, but not... Well, Taiwan's an interesting place. Yeah. With interesting foods and yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had, I had to know, because like, once you bring someone else into the context, that's when... When you sort of see differences more. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're kind of seeing it through different eyes. Yeah. What about, um, you know, um, have you brought Ken into any family interactions where you're like, observe certain things? About your family through his eyes? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, it's going to sound really bad. I don't, we're, I was less concerned about how he would see my family than how his, how my family would see him. Oh, I see. And so like, it wasn't like, well, this isn't, you know, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that or whatever. It was more just like, oh God, <laughs> make it end. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I always get nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, even, I think even with my family and I think they're like the most general, generous, hospitable types ever. And I just don't always bring everyone into those contexts though I, I i feel like i could but there's i guess it's like a kind of an the similar kind of thing where you're like i'm not sure i don't i don't know what the feeling is but i just i can't i can't always bring everybody to back to the house mm-hmm. you know it's just like you have like approved friends <laughs> and not approved <laughs> friends but like people who will play ball and who understand and others who don't and i think that's unfair um to treat my friends that way. <laughs> Nobody around this table <laughs> is treated that way. By the way. <laughs> you all have a pass in my house. It's like, you know, like you guys are vampires. You're standing outside. <laughs> like, come in. <laughs> 
but uh yeah i think i think bringing people into the family context is hard especially if there's like all these unspoken rules that you can't always explain like i just just like uh, there's just so many things i imagine going wrong and i just Um, like my brain just can't (laughs) like get through it is it is it do you think your friends reflect on you when you bring them back to the house yeah i think so um, but, but it's less about how they, my parents would see me because I associate with them and more about how judgmental they're going to be about them. And then I have to hear about it later. Mm. Like so-and-so did this and blah, blah, blah. And you don't want to, you know, and it's not like they'll, it's not like they're going to tell you their conclusion. They're just going to be like, Oh, it's interesting that. <laughs> yeah, there's that you know? And I'm like, mm, you know, and like, I just don't want to, you know. Yeah, mm. I got you. I got you. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything I know that you had a lot that you observe about kind of like Asians in America and the kind of culture clash that happens, right? I, I think I mentioned the two, which I was thinking about, and it was the loud talking and the fighting over the check. I mean, you know, for more etiquette type things who was it that like had some like like i think they were mainlanders and they were sitting next to them at a korean barbecue place but they kept talking to them and asking them what they were eating and stuff what was that oh this happened really recently um no i thought it was to one of our friends and it was like while we were talking about the podcast and talking about etiquette and like Uh just talking about other people's etiquette but there was it might have been cycle actually, uh-huh. where she was eating something with her boyfriend and they were having Korean barbecue. But then there was like the, these mainlanders who, um, you know, were, were always loudly speaking in Chinese. But every time something would come, he would ask them about it. And he was like trying to talk to them. And they were like, we're trying to eat here. Like, do you mind? They would ask your friend about the food that came to them. To or the to table, your friend. To the friend's table, yeah. Okay. To and your the friend's whole, table. To my friend's table. Uh-huh. And then all, everybody was just like laughing at him on the other side, like the mainlanders. Why? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It was like weird. Maybe I don't know. being jerks. Maybe. And he was just being kind of like intrusive, I think, mm-hmm. that he like didn't have boundaries yeah. in terms of space. Or like, man, when I go to a restaurant, I remember going to like in and out one time with my old roommate and we were sitting there eating our food and then like this older uh, Caucasian couple is sitting next to us and he just starts talking to us and like <gasps> engaging in conversation and I hate that and I understand that that's what people do you're supposed to engage with other people but like I don't want to be left alone like most of the time I want to be left alone <laughs> I don't know why you don't wear like a more explicit side <laughs> leave April. me alone yeah <laughs> do you like that I hate that no, I don't. I don't. I try not to do it, but Eric's a little different. Like <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at you while that happens. Because that's true. That's true. I, I do remember with a lot more people when Eric is around. I, but but one time we went to Intelligentsia and uh-huh. we would just roll up and we're like looking at the menu and then I'm like, where's Eric? And I turn around and he's totally like asking these. Um, this group of females at another table, like, uh-huh. where'd you get those cupcakes? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> they looked really good. I know. <laughs> and then I was, I felt bad. But mostly I was like aghast when I first turned around. I was like, let them have their cupcakes. <laughs> I was just curious about the cupcakes. I they know. Really- In a sense, it's like you shouldn't talk back to your parents. You shouldn't do things like this. 
you know? It's just like, disobedience is like, so disrespectful, you know? And, yeah, but, It feels good sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah. to to finally express myself and to tell my dad, you know, this is what I believe, and you know, right. something something that's worth fighting for. Hi everyone, this is Vanessa. You just heard an excerpt from my doc, The Laundromat, a personal exploration of the silence and shame in Asian American culture. If you'd like to contribute your story or learn more about the doc, visit at thelaundromat.com. That's A-T-T-H-E laundromat with an O dot com. Or visit our Facebook page for the Laundromat documentary. Thanks. One thing I notice about like Asians or Asian Americans, or maybe this is wrong, but like when something happens in public and like, like for instance, is a hypothetical, like say someone trips or something like that. Mm-hmm everyone will just keep on going <laughs> like that is their business, you know, mm. like giving each other privacy, giving each other whatever, like, well, if you, you don't know, acknowledge and, it, that it didn't happen. Yeah. Just go, you know, just <laughs> they'll take care of themselves. They've got stuff, you know, whatever. That's what I, I find. And I, really? and I am part of that as well. I'm not a very solicitous, helpful person because I'm just like, there are clear boundaries between me and someone I don't know. And I don't know. Very rarely will I help somebody else. Interesting. But you think it's a cultural thing? You think it's an Asian American thing? I don't know. I think so. I think that it's, that it's, there's a a lot more boundaries between people. Would you say that was true when you were like walking around in Taiwan or have you been to mainland? I have not been to mainland. No. So I've only been to Taiwan. Um, I, I, I do feel that, um, the people who are there, are definitely less outgoing, um, um, just in my experience. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember um, staying at an Airbnb, and um, basically we were trying to get up to this mountain to go hiking. Right. Um, and I was about to go catch a bus with someone else who was staying at the Airbnb. Right. Um, but instead basically flagged down someone who was also staying at our Airbnb. It was like one of those Airbnbs where it's like every level is a different uh, place that you can stay. I ended up just flagging someone down and being like, hey, are you going up the mountain? If so, could you take me and this person up with you? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, But it wasn't something that would have immediately occurred to the person I was traveling with. Um, So it was just like uh, they were like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Or like right. I, I wouldn't have thought to ask. Yeah, you have to be more prompted. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why is etiquette so like yeah. complicated? Why is it so complicated? I don't know. Did you ever have to go through like? I don't know why they did this. And maybe I'm thankful now, but like my I had there were points in my life where the church would go over the church like I would be at a church camp and they had an etiquette class where they taught us how to like properly uh you know which fork and knife to use and then it was weird it was weird I mean like I I don't know like do they do do the rules of etiquette really help us live our lives better and you know Sorry, I went like really broad, really fast. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, like I Emily like, posts. Yeah. Like, if you cut your meat with the wrong knife or cut your meat incorrectly, because like the way to do it in Europe, right, is to cut your meat 
and then not cut all of it just cut the the you know like a little piece but like i see people like just cut up their meat and then just start eating the pieces but i'm trying to like not judge them because they didn't learn how to cut the beat the right way i just do you find yourself being judgmental of people who break um etiquette codes and stuff depends on what how i think there's like a hierarchy too right like Mm -hmm. there's greater sins um and i just figure most people haven't been taught like well like when you butter bread too Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to butter the whole thing you're Mm -hmm. supposed to take a piece like say you take a piece of bread, then you break off the piece that you want from that bread and then you butter that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not supposed to butter the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then like most people don't do that. Like I look around at people who I feel like are more Americanized or feel who like would have more knowledge. And I'm just like, okay, that's how they do it. Whatever. You know, like, but like if you, maybe if you always serve yourself at a restaurant first, you know, then I'd be kind of like, uh, what are you doing? Right. Who are you? Yeah. Get out of this table. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I think that it's kind of, that etiquette is kind of helpful in, you don't have to be such a stickler for every single thing, especially in our modern society. But like, it, it does kind of give you a little bit of extra information about a person you know, is this person more likely to serve themselves first or are they more likely to serve others first, you know? Mm-hmm. And they might, that might not, might not mean that they're a more selfless person, but it might just mean that they know about this etiquette thing, right. you know? Um, I don't know. Any thoughts? Etiquette for me is a very sore subject. Oh. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I'm there's, like, do we hit upon gold? <laughs> kind of. Well, I, I think it's, 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 gonna, it's gonna, and I, I don't articulate this very often, so it might be a little clunky. No. Um, but let me work through this with you all. Yes. <laughs> love together. it. Um, so I feel like there's a big difference between etiquette as a way of doing things, mm-hmm. um, and etiquette as the way to do things. Okay. Um, and I think there's a difference between, um, kind of like agreed upon norms that we all share in society and then norms that, um, we thrust upon others and then make other people feel like less than when mm. they don't when they when they don't know what the the rules are. It's like a tool for dominance. Right, for right, right. And and I, I feel it particularly as an Asian American because I oftentimes feel that there's there's etiquette and then there's like etiquette within my family and etiquette within what it means to be an Asian American or an Asian. Mm-hmm. And then there's like um, for lack of a better word, um, what I interpret to be like white upper middle class etiquette, yeah, um, which is like this very, to me is not the etiquette that I grew up with. Mm. So it's kind of like this, um, struggle between like, well, like, but there's another way of doing it that I grew up with and it's just as valid. And Mm -hmm. that is an okay. It doesn't make me like, a savage or a heathen <laughs> like do you know what i mean other things make you savage Eric. right yeah. right right, well, right. But, but don't but you think that. that that it goes the other way too whereas like you have the etiquette that you know and then are you using that to judge other people in the same way that perhaps like this eurocentric type of etiquette is used to judge you i i think that's a really great question and i feel that um I, I, I don't get that sense and, and, and I feel like the reason I don't get that sense is because I feel that as someone who um, 
has had to learn different rules and different types of etiquette Mm -hmm. that I end up, I'm going to use the word like code switch again, Mm. between the different codes of etiquette. And I think because of that, um, when something weird happens, um, I generally tend to... I feel like be more accepting of it and be more able to let let it go mm-hmm. than someone who is very insistent upon who's maybe only grown up with like the the very Eurocentric style of etiquette um, and being like oh like you you know you eat with your hands that's weird like you're not supposed to do that you know what I mean hmm. does that make sense okay can you give a specific example um. Please name names as well. Uh, uh, um, I, I I can't name a specific example now, but I feel that like um, like some of the things that you were describing earlier, right? Um, um, like the bread and the meat. Like the bread and the meat, or mm-hmm. like the 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 you're supposed to cut you know, each piece of meat individually Mm -hmm. and put it, I feel like there are ways of pointing that out to people who aren't doing it the the right way while everyone is eating together. That makes it feel very much like my aunt telling me that I'm holding the chopsticks wrong. Right. I've never Um, told anybody that though. Right. But have you experienced that where someone will be like, Hey, um, and that's where it gets weird. Or or like, like, Oh, it's really interesting that you eat your meat that way. Um. Like one of those, you know what I mean? Or like, like uh, as another example, right? Um, instead of the fork and knife, the fork and spoon as like a way that many Southeast Asians eat right. yeah. um, one in each hand. And like, that's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But people are like, oh, that's Someone was laughing uncivilized. at me. Like I was with coworkers at a Vietnamese restaurant mm-hmm. and they were laughing at me because I was using the fork and the spoon and I had ordered chicken and I was using the spoon and fork together to cut the chicken, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. pieces of chicken, which means that you don't need a knife. Yeah. So you're just using the two utensils to split the meat. Absolutely. And they're just like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I guess you don't need a knife or whatever. And I was like, this is how I eat food. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think that's so weird. It, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's Actually, not. you're doing the right thing in a Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah. That's more appropriate. And like, when has there been knives in a Vietnamese restaurant? <laughs> I know. Like, I don't like, can't even, re- <laughs> like if you walk into a pho restaurant or like, you know, like any kind of Vietnamese. And it's really hard to eat those uh, pork chops. <laughs> oh, that would be it, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Okay, that would be the only thing. And, I, you know, like, in v- the Vietnamese, you know, having been colonized by the French for a very long time, yeah. do eat with knives. But for the most part, yeah. you don't need that. You don't need those those tools. So I think that was ignorant of that other person. But then, like, sometimes I'll be judgmental of other people and the way they eat. But I feel like it's clearly a barbaric thing. <laughs> well, talking with Where your mouth like, full. He or... was, like, using his fingers to eat his salad. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that's Not, okay. like, all of his salad. He used a fork, but, like, he was just kind of chatting, and he had picked up a piece that was, like, left over and popped it in his mouth. And I was, like, staring at him, like, are you kidding me? What's happening right now? And he gets mad at me because I'm judging him. But that's weird. <laughs> uh... I do that all the time. I know, you do do that. <laughs> I'm now starting to eat a little more it. with my hands and I feel like I'm just, I just, it's, it's a DJAF moment where I'm like, or like another boyfriend, uh, just, even though it's just the two of us in his, like his place and he has like a bowl of soup, 
and I guess he just felt like he didn't need, you know. Oh, really? Stuff. Just like no, not just the broth, but like he reaches hands into the no, soup and get no. food and put it in. That's that, 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 that's a little much. <laughs> that's a little much. I date Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> just not this one, right? No, he was the one with the salad. Ken's the salad. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> That's, That's different ridiculous. though. It's like discreet pieces. <laughs> like you can just do it. You don't have to get your fingertips wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're reaching into the soup. <laughs> I had a I had a friend who would do that with burritos. What? Take Reach the into the filling burrito? out. Yeah. Oh, I had I knew someone who did that too. I just I couldn't. <laughs> but now I do find myself doing a little more of that. And and, and I do it at work where I'm like, maybe I should stop doing that at work. <laughs> Uh, uh, at work, I am disgusting because I don't care what time of day it is or how much the food smells. Like I'm gonna eat and eat it loudly. And sometimes my friend from across the office goes, "Hey, <laughs> lunchtime, huh?" Hey, what is that fried durian? <laughs> fried durian. Oh shoot, sticky tofu. You got you got to embrace that sometimes. Actually, my coworker has been really good, um, and I think I. I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but she loves Shanghai and she loves visiting and stuff like that. And she loves to travel. So I think that opens her up to a little bit more of that. Like sometimes I'll check in and be like, do you want me to eat this outside <laughs> like in a more open area? <laughs> Cause our, our office is really small, but she says most of the time my, my food smells really good. Yeah. I don't know about that other, like People 5%. People always complain about Chinese food. Really? Yeah. Well, screw them. Yeah. Pretty much. Really? I, Unless it's panda. Food? Ugh. Okay. Gross. Um, it's more often fish than like because I. I, I oh know yeah. Fish don't make right. Really I find weird. dumplings. Don't microwave fish. Oh. Dumplings have like a a cabbagey smell to them. I yeah. Think. I think if there's like a napa like. or something in them. Yeah. What was I eating the other day? Just get pot stickers. It seals in the flavor. <laughs> well, once you open it with your teeth, though. Just put it all in your mouth at once. <laughs> oh. It never has to. <laughs> what if it you escapes through your nostrils? <laughs> like, <laughs> put it right in the airlock. <laughs> Seal airlock vents. <laughs> oh my gosh. Perfect. We've perfected the pot sticker eating for others. It's going to be a booklet that we put out <laughs> with the next podcast. Well, Eric, um, I feel like um, I wanted to ask you too, just because you've you've lived in a lot of different, a lot more different places. And by that, I mean just Chicago. I don't know. like and I, <laughs> Just and Chicago. I feel like you've, places you've been to Taiwan. I, I don't know. Like I, I've only lived in like San Diego and around the same types of people. And I just feel like you know, going to different parts of the U.S. too. Oh, yeah, there's like different, shock of different, yeah, like poles. Like, like people talk about how Californians are like two faced because they're not direct. I'm like, no, because we are not rude like New Yorkans. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I found sense. that New York is probably the biggest culture shock I've ever really. And I've done some traveling. Mm. Yeah, April's been around, guys. World traveler. Not really. New York and back. (laughs) Yes. So many places. You've been so many places. Chicago. April, you've been so many places. New York. You've been across the country. (laughs) I mean, you went at least a thousand miles farther than Eric has. Uh, Well, you did go to Switzerland. Yeah. I've yeah. never been to Europe, so I've never I've only been to Asia once. Well twice, but to the same place, Philippines. Oh okay. Yeah. So I've done a lot of European travel, but like no <laughs> no Asian travel. It's all mm. about the Asian travel. I wanna go, but I'm afraid of the bathrooms. Oh. They were okay. 
Oh, they were? Christelle well, says they were okay. Well, t- <laughs> thanks. Yeah. My parents said Christelle that you could smell them from like a mile away. Oh. Well, no, not all, Asi- like, not all Asian countries and not all... China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beijing might be a little better because they had a, you know, vamp- I really want to go it. to the Great... This is just... Be- Where does April want to go? I want to go to the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Good. We should, should do it. We should! Yeah, that, that would, would be totally so much it. fun. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh, we should, we should totally We do should that. do it soon. Like 35? Before we turn 35? Yes. Or it's at, at or 35? At, at 35? Okay. Yes. Because we're now 25. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good no, safe. I think that would Good be safe. really cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would, I would, yeah. I would yeah. feel safe to go with you guys. I okay. wouldn't feel safe with many people, but I would feel safe to Can go with you guys. Can we bring at least two Mandarin speakers so that like Eric and Nini... And they, they can pull double duty. Okay. okay. Those are two good people to have, too. Yeah. They'll know all the things. Yeah, and they'll stand up for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will haggle that-ish. Yeah. Although... I come home, f- like, broke. <laughs> yeah. We will all come home broke. Yeah. Although we're really full all we, the time. We may need to have a, a conversation about traveling styles. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's like a real thing. So that's, yeah. I know you, it <laughs> well, is important to talk too, about right? these things. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who likes to have a day of stuff and then a day of rest. A day mm. of stuff, a day of rest. Can we do half days? Yeah. I think I think Krista would be so happy to be at your pace. Yay. And I will find things to do on your day of rest. You and Vanessa can Yeah, we we'll group A and group B. We'll just be sleeping and getting our hair washed. Yeah, right. Wait, are we not going to the clubs? <laughs> Another boom, spa chicka, day. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, I, re- I think it's about time to wrap up, huh? Just about. Um, was there... I felt like we were going somewhere. There. Oh, the different places. Yeah. I'll say this about the different places, is that in my experience, etiquette varies less. Uh, I, I, I've seen, like... Sorry. Etiquette for me is less of an issue, um, like geographically, than it is like economically. That's true. Um, that it's it, it 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 it's it's a much bigger issue when you're in that kind of middle to upper class area right. and hanging around people who are middle to upper class in right. that area. Um, for example, issues of etiquette came up way more often when I was a consultant in Chicago um. than at any time in my life. Ever. Wow. Um, yeah. Can you give an example? Well, it's just like like eating with clients right. or like eating with coworkers at nice restaurants. Right. Um, it's just it just comes up more often, and you you're I feel maybe more aware of how I'm eating um, when I'm surrounded by people who are super successful and mm. affluent, um, much more so. Um, or in a much larger way than when I'm just with people who are like lower middle class or just middle class. Right. I think that I think I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think that that's a topic that is very relevant and I think we don't touch on it. Yeah. Because sometimes, um, like for instance, in um, the podcast about white people, mm. I felt like when we were talking about like you know facetiously about like when we say Ugh, white people, uh-huh. I think that oftentimes means rich white people. Yes. You know, like we're talking about like, um, a, a upper class type of person mm-hmm. and not necessarily like just their color, you know, specific, because- like when, when the people, um, on the, not people, but like posts on the, the stuff white people like page is a right. very specific type of white person. Right. But 
but you know, racism can exist across all classes too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that, that's an important, a very, very important distinction, distinction, um, really important distinction that I think Mm. that we don't often talk about. So thanks Eric. Yeah. Um, but I also want to say, in closing the podcast, that this is our our um, <gasps> our goodbye podcast for Eric. Uh, we're no longer going to talk to you after this. Ever. Oh, yeah, ever. this is... Ever. We're cutting you uh, off. Until we go to China. <laughs> until we go to China. Oh, yeah. We won't even talk. <laughs> we we're have, just going to show up in China at the same time. Until we have a traveling style conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been blank amount of years since we've been 35, <laughs> or when we turned 35. But yeah, Eric is moving um, to Texas with um, the aforementioned lovely Krista um, for a uh, job opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very exciting and we're very sad, but at the same time, extremely happy for you. Thank you. I'm also excited and sad and hope that I will someday be able to make my way back here or wherever you all end up. China. We can talk more about your amazing (gasps) traveling life. Now that you're I in know. Chicago and Texas. Texas. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> but he's, you're, you're, I mean, yeah. What, what's, do you think that you'll be there for like a couple of years or what's the stent? Um, I think two years minimum. Mm. Yeah. And then we'll kind of see what happens. I know Krista is going to be, um, wrapping up grad school. And then, um, I think that'll be around the time where she'll be looking for, um, where her first position is going to be after that. Mm-hmm. And so we will try to coordinate um, that too so that we, we, we both move to the same place around the same time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, Texas is probably going to be another culture shock. Like there's, there be Asians there. <laughs> However, um, I just hear so many different things. Like even from city to sea, how different like Dallas is from Houston and then you get into East or West Texas or South Texas or North Texas. So you have to give us reports like etiquette things you're learning in Texas. Absolutely. I, I haven't stayed very long in Texas. I, I did for, Oh, I, I worked for a year in Oklahoma city, which is just North of that's not Texas. I know but it's like so <laughs> close to the border. It's so close. And, and I think the only thing that I remember from that was how many people commented on how great my English was. Oh. Like on a daily basis. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the sound of me hitting the microphone on my head, everybody. I just you just you don't know how. You don't know. Yeah. I so I feel like you will educate some people out there. Maybe maybe I'll open up a restaurant. And Cattleman's Ranch. Cattleman's Ranch <laughs> for the people with the red necks. But I think also um I think you're just going to have some really cool discussions out there because I feel like these last few years you've really been able to engage in some like difficult discussions. I mean, even in a place like L.A. where it's so diverse, yet we come in with so many preconceptions. But Mm -hmm. I know all the people that you meet there, you'll be able to like talk them through some hard things in like a really um, sensitive and courteous way. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, versus me that I just get fed up. I'm just like. You're racist. Table flip. Go <laughs> stomping out of podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll it'll definitely be definitely be interesting, particularly since I'm going to be working in like an urban school, which uh. serves primarily kind of Hispanic, a Latino, and like um, um, black students. Mm. Um, 
And so there'll definitely be a lot of issues around racism and race, Mm -hmm. um, particularly being, as far as I know, the only Asian American that's being accepted into the program in Texas that I'm a part of. Um, That'll be an interesting experience. That's so surprising. Houston is like so full of the Asians. Yeah. As a monolithic group, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. The Asians. The Asians. (laughs) Um, well, okay. I think that we should um, commemorate this with a song. Yeah, what song? End of the road till I can't let you go. But it's not the end of the road. It's so <laughs> natural. You belong to me. I, I belong, belong to you. We're getting sued, girl. <laughs> 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 we should like make it not end of the road. It'd be finishing of the path. Yeah. I thought I thought for a second you were going to go into like I will remember you. <laughs> What's this sing sad song? <laughs> I, I thought you were going save it for karaoke. Save it for karaoke. We'll always love you. Like Constance Wu channeling Fresh Off the Bone. <laughs> that's such an amazing moment in that show. Oh, she's such a great singer. She's, she's a really great singer. Uh... Um, we're also <laughs> ending. We're also ending our second season, and uh, we'll be What's back soon. Next, we're not leaving you guys. What's we're next? coming back. Oh my gosh! Please make us blow up so that third season <laughs> is like gonna blow your minds. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a movie filmed in the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Wait, so that would make us more of Veronica Mars. Oh my gosh, what if we did a podcast from the Great Wall of China? Oh, oh. that's a goal, guys. Goal. That's too much equipment to carry. No, we could do it. Okay. We'll we'll carry it on the backs of small children. <laughs> so wrong yeah i was like wait a second maybe you should cut that out (laughs) maybe yeah i was gonna say i was trying to think of a chinese animal that's just like there oh pandas that would have been that would have been better that would have been slightly better (laughs) endangered animals are there chinese elephants chinese water buffaloes i know there's indian elephants water buffaloes yeah 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 um Mm. I'm just thinking about a kung fu panda. I'm trying yeah. to think of the other animals. Storks. Dragons. Monkeys. Yeah, dragons. <laughs> Mushus. Crickets. Crickets. I'm just drawing on Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> why don't? Why are we drawing from our actual knowledge of things in China? Stone, stone lions. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to do some research before we go. But until then, listeners, you've been amazing. Yes, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of your positive feedback. Um, yeah. We well, just want to politely say, see you soon. See you soon. Sued? I don't know. How does that work? I don't think so. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>